the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. We're going to talk about how to overcome seven emotional barriers that will always exist when you try to step into the promises of God. And we're going to start with number one, procrastination. I saw you up in the end of this. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, then we'll move to verse 4. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house, to a land I will show you. Watch this. Verse 4. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, but that's the only part of the sentence he completed. Because the next clause says, and Lot went with him. God told him to get away from his family. But Lot was his nephew. God not only told him to get out of town, he told him to get away from his family, his idol-worshiping family that would only bring him down. Please love your family. Don't everyone say, I need, I, I'm not need that. <laughs> love your family. This was a specific call to Abraham. <laughs> but because Abraham didn't immediately obey, now later he would, he, would, he, he would have to, he had to find out the hard way that God is always right. Because they eventually separated and then Lot had relations with his two daughters. Uh, say yuck twice. Yuck, yuck. Yep. Yep, yep. And he became the father of Israel's greatest enemies, or two of his great, their greatest enemies, the Ammonites and the Moabites. So number one, if you're, you're going to receive God's promises, you've got to deal with procrastination. And procrastination will only slow down the promises of God. But then number two, he had to deal with distraction. Watch Genesis 14 and 14. And this distraction came really because of the procrastination. Now, when Abraham heard that his brother Lot was taken captive, uh, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Now, if he had left Lot in Ur like he was supposed to, he would not have had to use his resources here to fight this battle. 
Nonetheless, despite though all, all of his mis- misdoings and all the rest, Abraham met Melchizedek because of this, this battle and caused him to tap into the power of the tithe long before Moses, long before the law and all that. But, but here's the deal. If God did not use my mistakes for his purposes, he will have little less to work with. And Abraham made mistakes. But I want you to see that God still worked with those mistakes. Now, we don't intentionally go around trying to make mistakes, but when we make mistakes and when we err in our way, God knows how to cover us, knows how to keep us and how to preserve us. And he knows how to use it for his good. God probably had a, a plan for Abraham to meet Melchizedek another way, but God used again Abraham's mistakes for his own purposes. And there's some places in your life God would have preferred that you would have gotten there another way. But despite the path you're taking, God can still get you there. You hear what I'm saying? And there are appointments. You know, what happens when you're GPS, you make a wrong turn. It says recalculate. And God knows how to recalculate your situation to get you back on the right road to where you need to go. But this, I'm only on point three. I'm going to get to seven. Stay with me. Stay with me. This leads to, that led to frustration. And if you have a promise from God and you never get frustrated, I kind of have my doubts. Because part of the process is always frustration. Because God is spiritual, we're material. Immediately we want to touch it, see it, feel it, taste it. But God establishes things in the spirit before they manifest in the physical. So there's this tension very often between us and God's ways. So Abraham, the father of the faith, from whom the Jewish people emerged who the Christ would come, we discover frustration was part of his course. Genesis 15, verse 1. After these things, he had just gotten a lot out of trouble. And by the way, he'd have to do this over and over and over again. The word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield, your exceedingly great reward. See, what just had happened was Abraham had covered Lot. But watch this, God still covered Abraham. See, none of us would be in this room today if God didn't cover us (laughs) and give us space to grow and learn from our mistakes. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless in the air of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Now, Clearly, Abraham was frustrated with God's timetable. And and you you can hear a little tone in his voice here. He's a little bit angry because he says to God, look. How many of you know God sees everything? He said, look, God, you're giving me no no, no, no offspring. He's talking to God like he doesn't know what's going on. You're giving me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my hair. God, are you paying attention? He said, you know, is anyone out there? He was dealing with personal frustration. So number one, there's procrastination. Number two, distraction. Number three, frustration. But now number four, desperation. Genesis 16, verse one. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. 
So she is too, like Abraham. They, they had pillow talk. They, they both were going through the same thing. And she was like, come on, you know, Lord, I'm not getting any younger. Where are you, God? And she had an Egyptian slave whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, see now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. She started blaming God for the problem. Don't we do that in the middle of it when it starts taking too long? But here's the deal. If she didn't have a problem, we would have never heard of her. Without her barrenness, there'd be no need for a miracle. And without a miracle, what's the point of her being in the text? You see, some of our weaknesses exist so God can use them to bring us glory as he helps us overcome them. And all of us will have different challenges and different problems in life. And we want to be born perfect. We want to be born like Adam. But, but he was the only guy without a belly button. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have a background. All of us are born with issues and problems. You hear what I'm saying? My set of problems may look different than yours, but they're still problems. And, and, and God wants to use those issues and problems and shortages. For him to show himself strong. And, and what does the Bible say? In our weakness, he's made what? Strong. Not that God gloats in our weakness. It's just an opportunity for God to make up the difference. God plus anything is always more than enough. But watch what, watch what she said. Say, Abraham, please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. Desperate people do desperate things. How many of y'all ever tried to help God? Yeah, both hands for me. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. One of the few things that Abe probably smiled about in this whole story. But it's about to result in exhaustion and fatigue. Point number five in this journey is exhaustion. Genesis 16, verse five. So, so what I'm telling you, by the way, if you're not dealt with distraction, frustration, desperation, you're probably not on the right path. But if you have dealt with them, you are on the path because it's through faith and patience that we inherit I'm trying to encourage you today. 16, 5 through 6. Then Sarah said to Abraham, my wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. I keep telling some of you jokers in this room, two women and only one man. It never works out well. Never. Watch this. So, Abram said to Sarai, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. You see, what had happened is, Abraham got tired. He was, he was so exhausted. These two women bickering all the time under the same roof and trying to share it all. Exhausted. Tired. 
So, so watch his response. Your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. Because he got so tired, he gave up being a man. He was there physically, but no longer there emotionally and spiritually. He became absent. And exhaustion can lead you to become absent. And I'm going to be honest with you. This grand opening was terrific. It was great. But, But I know this may surprise you. I haven't been able to feel anything for weeks. I've been so exhausted. So tired. Matter of fact, after every service, you know, I try to watch the game, but the game watches me. (laughs) And exhaustion can make you absent. I go home and and I have a faraway look in my eye because I'm so spent. Not from two wives, though. Let me make that clear, okay? <laughs> but from what it sometimes feels like, two, three, four, five jobs to get this thing done. So when Sarah had dealt harshly with her, it seems that she beat her. She fled from her presence. Abe abandoning his family, becoming absent, had consequences on the family. You see, more of us would learn from our mistakes. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the person next to you right now. So look straight ahead. If we didn't spend all our time trying to deny them and ignore them, but learn from them. In these next verses, we're going to get to the sixth and seventh barriers to receiving the promises of God. Genesis 18 and verse 9. God had just appeared to Abraham in human form. In fact, it was the pre-incarnate Christ Jesus. And, you know, actually in Judaism at this time, they, they believed and in, in, in the two powers of God, if you will, they, they believed that the, they would, this, this person would come and people would bow down and worship him and, and he'd accept it. And we see this in the Old Testament. And he spoke as God. And that's why Jesus said in the New Testament, before Abraham was, I am. Because Jesus existed from eternity past. And this was a moment where Jesus actually came with two other angels with him. And he has this conversation with Abram. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? Sarah's name changed from Sarai to Sarah. So he said, here in the tent. And he said, this is God speaking, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. The problem was 24 years had already passed. And this is what happens when it starts taking a long time. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I have grown old, can we even do it? Shall I have pleasure? My Lord being Lord old also? Y'all missed that. 
It's easy to become cynical when things don't go as you planned. It's easy to become cynical when things don't happen on the timetable you thought they should. And you hear it in her tone. There's, there's a bite in, in her tone. And she laughs. She scowls. After I'm old, God, shall I have pleasure? And look at him, too. This is what she's saying. You got to get real with God. Expose your emotions and he'll straighten it out. He'll straighten it out and he won't strike you dead. Talk to him about what you feel. But someone said, he said, cynicism is a form of failure. The failure of finding the courage you need to hope. And the Lord said to Abe, why did Sarah laugh? And by the way, this is an issue of authority. We're going to talk about men and women in the next couple weeks in Bible study. Notice God went to the man, not to her. I know this is going to mess with you. Don't get mad at me. Come back next Sunday. But when things go wrong in our homes, God first goes looking for the man, not the woman. Uh-huh. So you're not, not sure. Okay. Remember in the garden, Eve had Adam eat the fruit, but who was he speaking to? Adam. So with authority comes responsibility. I've heard a lot of women saying they wish they were men. I was like, what's wrong with you? Have you lost your mind? Do you want to give an account on that level? Okay, I digress. Let's get back to the text. I'm almost there, though. And the Lord said to Abraham, why does Sarah laugh, saying, surely I shall not bear a child since I'm old? God heard exactly what she said. And what should have happened is Abraham should have checked her. You see, oh, it's getting quiet in this room. But Abraham had become absent because he was discouraged and frustrated and all the rest. I don't know why, guys, you no longer show up, but many of us have stopped showing up. And we find ourselves in situations like this. But then his response is, is anything too hard for the Lord? So God digs in. He says, at the appointed time, I'll return to you according to the time of life, meaning y'all going to do the natural thing. See, everyone, you just want it to happen so spiritual, so super. They still had to get together. You hear what I'm saying? In order for the baby to come. So it's God's promises, but God's promise working through people. At the appointed time. Nine months after it happens, I'll return you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied the fact she laughed, saying, I did not laugh. Watch why. For she was afraid. Ever thought you were better than you are? Until time proved otherwise. You know, I, I thought I was a Christian until I had to forgive. I thought I was a Christian until I I had to deal with folks at church. Sarah thought she was a woman of faith until things started taking too long, until things started going south, until things didn't add up and didn't make sense. I love what Mike Tyson said. He didn't say a whole lot of great things, but he said one thing I love, I love, I love, I love. He said, everyone has a plan. Until they get punched in the face. (laughs) 
Life will punch you in the face. God's timing at times will punch you in the face. Circumstances, decisions will punch you in the face. So it takes faith and perseverance, faith and patience to accomplish or inherit the promises that God has for you. But watch this, and this ought to encourage you. It was only after years of faith and mistakes, you don't have to get everything right to receive the promises of God. I know some of you think that that's just not so. I wouldn't be here if you had to always get everything right. But you do got to do the best you can, and you got to keep growing. So, after 25 years, faith, mistakes, all the stuff that, that set in, finally we get to 21 and 2. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time God had spoken to him. Back to Hebrews 6, 1 and 2, and I'm through for the morning. So after he or after Abram had waited patiently from chapter 12 where God called him and told him he'd have a kid to chapter 21, 25 years later, he obtained the promise. I don't know how many chapters it's going to take in your life to get to the place of promise. But all I know from my life is if you keep holding on through the mistakes, through the fears, through the discouragement, the disappointment, through the challenges, through the obstacles, you will get through. You see, if Abraham was a perfect man, I couldn't be encouraged by this story. If, if David was a perfect man, I couldn't be encouraged by his stories. God, when he called each of us, saw our imperfections, loved us despite them. and said, if we just hold on, he'd get us through it all. You see, God is faithful, but there's only one thing he cannot do, and that's choose for us. When you are in the midst of it, when it's taking too long, when it gets complicated, when you make mistakes, you're still living with it. You can't quite figure it out. And if you would just decide, Lord, I can't fix it. I don't even know how I'm going to correct all that. But Lord, I can choose to hold on. The only reason this Bible's here today was because those written in it held on. The only reason this church is here today is because the people in it held on. The only reason my wife still loves this funny-looking man today is because she held on. Without holding on, I'm, I'm done. But without 
holding on. Without holding on. Church, if you don't hold on, you'll be robbed of your promise. What could be will not be without both faith and patience. It takes both of these things. You got to endure moments of challenge and crisis, disappointment with others and yourself. If you are going to be a benefit and, and, and give life to the thing that God wants in your life. It's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises. And my simple message today is just hold on. Give God a hallelujah and a hand clap. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, give God a hallelujah. Lord, help us hold on. Hallelujah, Lord. You are the strength of my life. What can man do to me? I shall not be afraid. You are my light and my salvation. What can man do to me if God be for us? Who can be against us? This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.